We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 47 of Married Millennials. What an interesting week this has been in the entertainment world. Tell me about it. We were sitting here getting ready to record, and we're like, let's just check Twitter to make sure we didn't miss anything. And the Oscars are going nuts. Keep in mind, Joe and I were not watching the Oscars at this time. I was like, okay, we'll just watch the highlights online. Which I feel like isn't an entertainment cardinal sin. It it is. But something about award shows, I just don't like sitting through them. Yeah, it's like you like to watch them three hours long, then all these commercials. You can watch Twitter, and then I can watch all the speeches online the next day. I get the same moment. Great. Thank you very much. So I just choose, we just choose not to really watch award shows. We did that with the Grammys, and we were doing that with the Oscars. And then all of a sudden, I just see all this. Twitter drama about the best picture. And I'm like, baby, what is this about? So we're looking and we're looking and they're like, this is not a joke. They awarded La La Land for best best picture picture when Moonlight actually won. Yep. Like that happened. Like the whole Steve Harvey debacle was one thing. But see, I think what happened with Steve Harvey was he had the two names on the same card. So he was confused as to who won. He was like, like the it way was, the card was, the, the way my card set up. The Steve Harvey era was bad. It was bad. It was embarrassing. It was bad. And this was j- bad. Both yeah. were just bad. You just don't expect to see that. And they came out there, come on stage, to do all the congratulatory hugs, starting their speech. And I believe it was right. the producer for La La Land was like, oh, we lost. He's like, we didn't, we didn't win. And people are like, this is not he's, a joke. He said, Moonlight won. This isn't a joke. This isn't a joke. Gra- Moonlight won. Grab the card and put it, the camera zooms in. And then Moonlight was like, wait, is this a joke? Like, do we just, we, okay, all right, this is happening. But I, first of all, I want to say thank you to that producer for not being bitter about it. Like, 100%. he was 100% humble. Like, oh, no, like, they won. They're going to come get these Oscars, and it's cool. Like, Which is good. It's, it, it's great to see. And that's yeah, what like the like. good sportsmanship. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was good, and I'm glad they caught it. I just couldn't imagine being the producer of the show when that happened. No, you're I feel like my out. heart would have literally Jimmy stopped. Jimmy Kimmel was clearly freaking out. He was like, Okay. Okay. I'm tr- the host of the show. I need so to do make something some to humor. salvage. Yeah. The producer is freaking out. I, I literally would have had a panic attack yeah. on site. Just and, like, and collapse. And Warren Beatty, who was the announcer for Best Picture, came out and said, hey, I just want you to know, he had the wrong car- card, supposedly. He had the card that said Emma Stone won Best Actress for La La Land, and that's why he paused. He did look a long time. When I was watching, I was like, is he drunk? um, I didn't know what it was. I was like, okay, man, they need to stop drinking. (laughs) Something is off because he did have this really awkward, long pause. But I think he just went with because the film that was on the card was La La Land, and I think maybe he didn't want to look stupid, like he didn't know how to read a card. Yeah. yeah. But it was the wrong card. That sucks. That just, yeah, that was not, that wasn't their best moment. So now they're saying Leonardo DiCaprio didn't end up giving Emma Stone the card, and then he probably handed it to the producer, so the wrong card was then handed to Warren Beatty, and that's the story for now. for now. I mean, it's so fresh. Yeah, I'm sure more will come out by the time this episode comes out. Exactly. But I'm just like, Man. But that was a good shocker. That was a good moment. Yeah, congratulations to Moonlight. Yeah. I mean, I, not a great moment, I guess. It would have been nicer if Moonlight just would have won. Well, that's, that's just going to go down the story. Right. There's something sweet 
about the mistake, right? There's something there nice. is, but some there was a, a tweet that went out. It was someone had said it. I didn't I didn't know who it was. Was saying it's unfortunate that Moonlight's win is going to be overshadowed by this mistake. This mistake, right? Yeah, because you lose the genuine like the prize is when everyone is sitting there and you're like, and the best picture of the Academy Award goes to yeah. that initial reaction is yeah. gone. So right. even though you won, you got robbed of that initial right. celebratory reaction. But I think, and there is a lot of people saying they wish that this would have happened on election night. Like, oh, oh the tweets, the, the tweets have already yeah. started. Like, but so I think Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders. Right, that's the thing, right? It's like when you get news and it's not what you wanted, but then it's like, just kidding, it is. Like, there's there's something nice about the, that too. Well, well, but it's nice to just win off top. Right? And what's also great is the internet wins all the time, yeah. every time. So the, the amount of internet memes has no chill, none. It's it's gonna just spiral. <laughs> For the next 48 hours, and I'm just going to laugh hysterically and watch. The internet never, literally the internet is undefeated. Yeah. I laugh hysterically (laughs) every single time. Like Hurt Bay, when they put Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant's faces on the Hurt Bay video, I I died. (laughs) Some of the most talented people in the world are out here trolling on the internet. I was like, can we just find all of them? Hire them they're for a creative. Trolling. No, they're, they're not trolling. Just, yeah. But it's like, imagine if you could find these individuals who are yeah. making this hilarious content on the internet. Put them all in a company and say, "We mm-hmm. are going to just create this agency." Right. And all of these creators are in a space. Yeah. The brilliance that would come out of that, I could only imagine. Right, and I because I do, I feel like people probably do it because they're bored. Hundred percent. And they're like, you know, be would or, be funny. Yeah, you know, it'd be funny. You know, it'd be a good idea. And they just do it. Right troll, there. troll. Well, not yeah. troll. I shouldn't say troll. No, trolls are like the people who are like, the you're worst. fat and you're ugly and just, I hate you. Just like the same guy that we, we sponsor our Facebook posts. And there's the same one guy who puts an angry reaction to every single sponsored post we put on Facebook. Is it the same person? Same guy every time. No. I was like, what are you doing? What is your life about? Why are you mad? Maybe you're just mad. <laughs> just trolling. But, so we got our, we have our first troll I'm not giving the troll any love. No, I don't. But you just sit there and like, what is the point of this? I was like, okay. Well, Maybe he just wants attention. That's fine. It's working because I see it. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, who put an angry reaction? But I don't know his oh, name. Oh, this guy, this guy, this. Oh, so you're the same person? Okay, cool. I mean, it works for me because there's a wide range of reactions. Like, you can you can like, love, be angry, be sad. You're still talking about it. That's why you can be mad. Yeah. Stay mad. You exactly. still got that reaction. The Thank you. The reaction. Let's boost that up. Keep boop, 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 boop. Exactly. <laughs> I can't allow us to continue without talking about the biggest news of the week besides this era that literally just happened. Remy Ma released Sheether and absolutely dismantled Nicki Minaj's entire career. I didn't even know there was beef. Dismantled. Snatched her soul, (laughs) her whole being. Well, this is what I was telling Justin. Yeah. The, Damn! You don't want to come for another woman ever, like, and even men, men and women. I just, I don't think you should come for people. But I think so. If you think about Drake and Meek Mill, they left a little bit of mystery, right? Like there wasn't, they didn't come for everything. They left a little bit, a little something to be desired, if you will. Remy Ma spilled everything. She came for everything and Every left part nothing of her life. Her work, her career, her friends, her personal relationships, her, her intimate life, rela- like came for her entire life. Everything. I was just like, my 
everything. And that's what I said. We don't. I, I, I hate to. I didn't. I shouldn't make a generalization, but women don't fight fair. Like we don't. Like please don't. Don't. If anyone has any ammunition, if you have any skeletons, don't come from another don't, woman. Don't talk at. Like don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And that's why I tell you, like, let's not play who can hurt whose feelings because I'll come for your soul. Like, I just will. And it's a natural reaction because I think, I mean, we've had this experience before where I've, like, hurt our friend's feelings. Yeah, you just go straight for the throat. I'm just like, babe, that wasn't even. It's the only way I know how to fight. Like, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt that's me. The that's the biggest a lie. lie. That's definitely it's the biggest lie. lie that you were yeah. told as a child. Because if I throw a stick or stone, it's not going to break your bones. I'm a small person. Words are all I have. And, I, I, and I'm not proud of that. Words cut you deep. The way you say it. Just words doom. cut deep. And I don't even do it on purpose. But it's my natural reaction to think about, oh, what's your greatest weakness as a person and verbalize it. That sounds awful. That sounds awful. And I, I wouldn't just do it for no reason. But if you if somebody can constantly just uh, 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 eventually you're going to be like, OK, I'm going to destroy you now. So, and that's exactly what Remy Ma yeah. just did. Yeah. Seven minutes of just pure. Oh, my God. But I feel I do. I feel bad. Like, I don't think even though I understand why it happened, I'm just like, dang, all that? Like, he, was it? It was bad. Did she have to? You have the face. When you're listening to the <laughs> to the song, you just, you know that face that you put on when someone's just coming for their life, and you're just like, oh, shit. And you just make that ugly, stale face. I had that for the full seven minutes. As yeah. so, soon as I heard the ether beat, I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> it's right. really about to happen. And then you just sit there like, oh, no. Okay. Oh. Well, and I think, oh, okay. too. Oh, you're gonna, oh, you're going to keep going? Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're not done. Oh, you're still going. Everything. Oh, we're still going. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. I cooked noodles during the the duration of the song. Like my noodles were done when the song was over. I'm waiting for the comeback. (laughs) I'm waiting for the comeback. And Issa Rae had the funniest tweet. (laughs) She said, Nikki, don't meet this up. And I (laughs) fell out. I'm waiting for the reaction. You have to react to that. But it's like, do you not react because it's too strong? How do you react to that? If somebody just comes and snatches your entire life. She snatched her entire life. There's no coming back. Like, just, I think that's where you rest and recuperate. Like, you just what if? But what if Nikki came back with something even harder? And you know what? She possibly could. But I, I think the lesson to be had from this is that, like, you don't come for your elders, right? You respect your elders. Like, Remy Ma paved the way for Nikki. So what would why disrespect her? Like I think it, it's that thing where you think, oh, I know better than my mom or I know better than my dad, right? And they just quickly let you know, like I, I do this. Like <laughs> you're, you're you're pretty new to the game. It's it's nice, but I do this. Yeah, you just you can't do it. It's like when young rappers try to attack the rappers who've been in the game for twenty no. years. Stop. No. Stop. Just leave it alone. Even if you don't like them, just. Just leave it alone. Yeah, and somebody said to try to say like Remy Ma is irrelevant. I said she's an OG. You don't I relevant. Mean, Remy Ma has been in the game. It's not important anymore. Once you're once you're because an OG, you're it, you're cemented. And people in. are saying now that Remy Ma was locked up for years. Yes. So just because she was locked up, don't think that oh all of a sudden she's new. So right. my boy was saying like oh Remy Ma is irrelevant. I was like okay in the grand scheme of things if you're looking comparison if you're compares and comparing right. Remy Ma's fan base. And her career with Nicki Minaj's fan base and her career, of course, they're completely different. I think Remy Ma's a little more hood famous, whereas Nicki Minaj has crossed over. 
That's I mean that's really the difference. Uh, of course. Nicki Minaj, and the and Nicki Minaj has crossed over into like pop or star territory even though she is her a following's rapper. huge. Yeah, she's more in a pop star. Like you know that's why you can have But that her whole world just got popped. You can be a pop star. That world right. just got popped. But like, Straight you know, bars. like Disney stars are rapping Nicki Minaj. They're not rapping Remy, Remy Ma. Ma. Like that's not happening. I'm so conceited. That's- I got a reason. I look way too good to be in this dress. <laughs> I remember that album. I had that album on my video iPod. I did iPod. not have the album because On I'm my sheltered. video iPod. On your video iPod? The video iPod. Remember oh. they used to make the video iPods? Is that what they were called? Yeah, they no. were. They did. Have the, the one that had the screens. And you can load videos to them and you can watch movies on them. It was, I think it was called a video iPod. Had it on my video Isn't iPod. Isn't it just an iPod? The no. black one that you had? Yes. That's just an iPod. I didn't know because the, the original iPods, didn't. you couldn't play video on them. I'm fairly certain they were called video iPods. Okay. Now they don't even make iPods anymore. They don't make i. I I was so excited when I got my first iPod because my parents refused to buy me one in high school. This is part of my sheltering. This is what my parents did to me, you guys. They bought me a MP3 player of equal value, but would not get me an iPod because they said in life you don't get everything you want. What kind of lesson was that? Like here's this thing of equal value, but just because you want an iPod, we're not gonna get you one. That that's was, not growing up shelter. That's growing up in a black household. That, that's exactly what that is. Just the worst. Oh, you want what everybody else got. <laughs> exactly. Let me remind you, you ain't running shit. <laughs> right. Yo, we we can afford it, but just because Joey and Jimmy got it, your ass ain't got it. Oh. I was so mad. I'm still mad about oh, it. Oh, I got played all the time. Don't even right. I used to I had my basketball shoes when I was in high school. Big five only. I just wanted so bad to be able to go into East Bay Magazine. You open the East Bay Magazine, like, oh, look at all these shoes. Come on, can I get these? The only shoes I would got were the team shoes that we had to go buy, and that's when it was at Chick Sporting's Good, and my mom was so upset. I can't believe we're spending all this money on some basketball shoes. So when I needed practice shoes or additional shoes, Big Five, and if Big Five wasn't cutting it, I one time got basketball shoes based off my parents' credit card reward points. That's how real it was. I couldn't even I couldn't even take a trip to the Nike store. I got credit card report credit card points used to buy my buy basketball shoes. Shoe. Like, what kind of shit is that? Right. We were not struggling. Like, but Mom, I was gonna say it's not even like, oh, like they did all they could. Like, I love at that point. And <laughs> I'm a fan of credit card points. You know, I collect them, right. I use credit for everything. I collect my points. But you're supposed to use your credit card points for travels and trips. And you just that badly didn't want me to have an eighty dollar pair of shoes that I had to get credit card point <laughs> credit card points used. To get some basketball, we shoes. need to do another. Uh, a or what? I, or what? You know, I you have do. black parents win. Win. <laughs> or I could get the East Bay shoes when they're on clearance. Right. Original price seventy nine ninety nine, reduced thirty nine ninety nine. Mom, look, they're forty dollars. Only forty dollars. Right. Can I please get them? You don't need them. I just bought you shoes. They cost twenty five dollars. <laughs> damn it! Can, you just please? can I just please get please. some forty? Like damn! Can I just try to be like the other kids? <laughs> Shit! Yeah. Everybody got Nikes no, and Adidas, and I got on bikies. My. <laughs> I had Converse, Dada's, whole nine, Reeboks, my other play, thing, LA Gears. I was dying to have the cool Jansport backpack, right? Like the one, one zipper in the back, one zipper in the front, like too the, the black, the black. Never get too it. expensive. Get but it. but Costco had a Jansport backpack, an ugly blue color with brown on the bottom, and it had like the three zippers and like the two pouches. Oh, on this is what you wanted, match. right? Yeah, my mom's like, oh, it's a Jansport at Costco. Played. 
played so hard. I had that backpack for two years, and I was so uh, I was the same mad way. about it. My sister it. used to work at a radio station, yeah. and all the little giveaways that yeah. weren't claimed, yeah. bringing those home. So I had a DVS backpack, never a skater, but I had a DVS yeah. backpack for years. <laughs> The backpacks I have now, just off-brand, random, yeah. never had any cool shit. Yeah. That's I did eventually get my Jansport backpacks in high school, and I wore never, them out. Never got it. That's why I hook my nephew up every Christmas. I get him the same gift every single year. He gets a pair of Nikes. Oh, nice shoes. Because when yeah. I was a kid, I didn't get the dope Nikes. <laughs> right. And it wasn't because we couldn't afford it. And I don't want to sound ungrateful. Parents, I love you. Yeah, I know. I appreciate everything grateful, you did. But, but I'm going to talk some shit now. <laughs> It's like sometimes you just want the stuff. As a kid, part of being you a kid is be fit cool. in. Exactly. Yeah. You're just you get tra- made fun I'm not, of. I'm not like, saying that you got to get everything that the that the in crowd is doing. No, but sometimes I just want to be able to like, hey, like look at my but shit. But it helps too. your self esteem too. Everything. It's like oh, like okay, I've got like a little bit of. It. But that's that whole thing is that when you're younger, you want to fit in, and then when you get older, you want to do anything you but do, exactly. So, so now every maybe they year, were just helping us to be no, different. No, they played. You you know, I'll never forget played. my that, mom for that. That's why you had Fuchsia turtleneck with the long jean skirt and the white tennis shoes and the folded down socks. I was never going to be cool with that outfit. Damn, even going back to when I was in high school. trying to eat, That's when gear was in. You guys remember, man, oh, gear. I oh, had to gear. have the hottest gear. Rockaware, Sean, John, Echo, oh, God. Pele, Now Pele, you would be like Fubu. a joke. So I'm trying to get, I was, mom, dad, need some gear. Of course not. You can't spend thirty dollars. I'm not spending thirty dollars on a T-shirt. I'm not spending twenty dollars on a T-shirt. So I was, I was one. left, I was left with Ross Marshalls. <laughs> and then if I got lucky, sometimes we go to Burlington, and I'd be able to find my gear in the, in the racks. It's just like, come on, man, let me be cool. I could not be cool. Gosh. I couldn't be cool. That's why my nephew will get hooked up every single year right. with a cool pair and of Nikes. And that's all you really Because I couldn't get it. It's somebody looking out for your cool points. I like somebody understanding what is hip and hot and happening and hooking you up. <laughs> Just like parents, y'all did, you did us wrong. Mom, dad, you, 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 did, you, did, you did some wrong. You did me wrong. On the social part. Y'all did us wrong. Yeah. But we still love you because we turned out great people. Right. And we appreciate that. But no, that's why my nephew's going to always be hooked up. With some fresh kicks, because I couldn't ever get hooked up with yeah. some fresh kicks. And Damn. also, we need to say before we get our butts beat that we do appreciate you and we oh, love said, you. Oh, I love great. you. Look, I need to say it too. Yeah, you got to say my it. End. Look, my pa- <laughs> my parents talk more shit than me. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not do. concerned. Right. Although my dad is getting sensitive in his older age, they still talk more shit than I do. Yeah. So now it's my turn. How you like that? Yeah. <laughs> and we did it on the podcast where you can't Boom. touch us. <laughs> and you listening. Yeah. Extra subscriber. Shake it. Right. Shake it. Get them downloads up. All right. Speaking of fitting in, I went to a yoga body image workshop this weekend. And as you guys know, we all have interesting relationships with our body and how we view them and what we want them to look like. And we even mention it here all the time, our weight. But it was interesting because uh, a friend of mine is the one who put it on. And she invited me out. I'm like, oh, sure, I'll go. Our first assignment after we did our our yoga class was to write down things that we like about our physical appearance. And other people grumbled. And I was like, oh, okay. And I had like (laughs) off top, I wrote down so many things. I was looking around and people wrote down like two or three things I had 10. I was like, oh. You got to be in love with yourself. You shouldn't feel wrong with you. You should not feel guilty about that. No, you should not. But I was like, it was a good reminder. And it's. It's a shame that it sounds conceited when you're like, oh, no, like I'm messing with myself. Like, I love me. I'm great. Like, 
I'm down for the cause or I'm down for myself. Yeah, it's sometimes frowned upon, but I just realized through all those exercises how much I genuinely love and appreciate me. And one of the things I wrote about my physical body is that I, I love that my body works for me. Like and we're both equally invested in my survival, right? Like my body, even when things are going wrong or whatever, it's trying to tell me like, hey, something's wrong here. We need to fix it. And I, I don't know. I just, I appreciated the exercises. And also I appreciated the other girls opening up about, you know, moments where they didn't feel like they loved themselves as much or, you know, moments where they didn't feel as pretty or as beautiful or as appreciated. I don't know. I just think that it's, um, it's a really important conversation to have no matter what side of the line you fall on. Even if you're like me, you're like, oh my God, I really love myself. These are the things that I really love and appreciate. It's good to write it out and and visually see what it is that you appreciate about you. So it was a physical physical things and then it was like your personality things that you like that that are on the inside of you. But those exercises are beneficial and important and fun to do and I just like that it was a positive spin. I think most of the times like what do you want to fix? What are, what's something you're not pleased about? What's something that you want to be better? What do you want to improve upon? But it was just like what do you like? This is me. Yeah, what's cool right now? This is the hand we were dealt. Yeah. It is what it is, and I've talked about it for a long time, and just embracing. I was I look in the mirror every day at my little roll line between yeah. my top abs and my bottom flat. I was like, it's it. My hairline is gone. Nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. My left eye is droopy. My ears move when I smile. Do they? Yeah, random, do random do little things. Was like, this is me. I'm grumpy as hell. Those are things I can probably fix and get a little better at. But it's yeah. me. It's like I have flaws, but I really love me because at the end of the day, like I'm going to die with me. Yeah. I guess all I got. All I got is me. You're and all I don't, you got. And I don't say that in, in a negative way because you may listen to that and be like, oh, self-made. No, 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 no. I'm no, not saying that because I don't believe. not like that at all. I don't believe in that. Yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, it, if I don't take care of myself, if I don't love myself, if I don't respect and treat myself the way I want to be treated, then no one else is going to. So I don't need the validation of anybody else. Right. Instead of the validation from someone else, it's the compliments from somebody else that are then uplifting you because you are finding all that you can within yourself. Like this is who I am and this is who I want to be. Right. And continue to grow. Well, and that's what I was saying to the girls after hearing all of them. I said, you're only going to be as beautiful as you allow yourself to be. 100%. You're the one who holds that power. No one else. Like, yeah, people can say, oh, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly. But if you're looking at yourself and you're saying, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, and you believe your voice instead of theirs and don't have the negative self-talk to yourself, then you're, you'll be golden. Because beauty is so subjective. It that's is the subjective. Other thing. Like, I, think it, no I think it is tough, especially in – our culture, American society, when we have these Western standards of beauty. Right. And if you don't fit these standards of beauty and everything you see from ads to commercials to models right. don't represent your standard of beauty, it could be ch- tough right. to say, it's like, okay, well, every you're telling me this is beautiful and I match none of these. Right. So how do I find myself to be beautiful when all the messages around me are saying that I'm not? Right. So I think it is important to recognize that and there is an extra step that has to be taken on those sides so i i want to make sure that there's a sensitivity of course of course no i'm i understand that there is a suggestion because on on your side you match the beauty standards of society i do not match the beauty standards of society i don't the beauty standards i'm not white i'm not skinny i'm not blonde my hair is not straight I don't have the smallest features. I don't have like, you know, 
small hips. Like I don't have the I do not match the same. But you're a pretty woman, and everybody would tell you that. Subjectively. Okay. Subjectively. Because I can be pretty, but if you put me next to what the standard of beauty is, right? Like, let's just say it's a white woman with blonde hair and super long toned legs and she's like the perfect shade of tan and whatever. And it's like Gwyneth Paltrow, right? So Gwyneth Paltrow won Most Beautiful Woman in the World, uh, People Magazine. Yeah. When was this? She's, uh, this was a couple years ago. But anyway, I'm just saying, for like for an example, <laughs> okay. Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Point proven. That's, I'm done. Point th- proven. That's the thing. So that is the standard of beauty. So if you put me next to Gwyneth Paltrow, and you go, yeah, Joy, you're the same. T- time out. I can't standard even, of I can't So that's why I'm saying beauty go. is subjective. Gwyneth Paltrow won the most attractive woman like, most in the world. Most beautiful woman in the world, yeah. C- People C- Magazine. C- what? Yeah. I need to see the show me the receipts but of that. The thing, but Gwyneth Paltrow is beautiful. I don't have a problem. I'm not with saying that. she's not beautiful. How do you? But coin that's somebody what I'm trying to tell the most you. Beautiful woman in the they world. do it every year. They do it every single year. That's just like the most handsome man in the world. Or I feel like I've never been aware of this. Most and now attractive I'm just man upset. I'm about to get off. When we finish the podcast, I'm about to Google who's the Google most, all the most attractive. Most it's it's attractive. a uh, annual issue. But I'm just saying they need to pull that shit from the stands. That's a bunch of bullshit. Right? Like I don't think it's it's not the most fair thing to do. And actually, most of the time when people win win it, they're kind of like, "Oh, this is awkward." Because that's the thing is, no one is the most beautiful because it is so subjective. But I'm just saying, if you were to just put me next to Gwyneth Paltrow, I have to still be able to love myself just enough. To be like, oh no, I'm just as beautiful, no matter what anyone says. That and that's the truth of it all for all of us. And beauty isn't just on the outside too, which is like, I I love that line from Liar Liar, which it's not nice, but he said it. My the kid says, my teacher says, you know, beauty, real beauty comes from the inside, and he says that's just something ugly people say because <laughs> he's a jerk. But that's not true. It's not true. Beauty is uh, it, it comes from the inside because beauty is so fleeting. It's not. Are you upset? Um, I can't even. I can't even listen to what you're saying because I. I can't even. You can't believe. get over the no. most beautiful woman I, in the world. What? It's a thing. I'm done. All right. Well, I listen. I, you, I was like, you see, can be that's done. like seasoning your meat with a pinch of salt and pepper and say there's some damn flavor on it. Right. What kind of shit is that? Well, except for we're not eating meat right now. <laughs> we're not, well, at least I'm not. I have had meat. We had meat last week, and I got a headache from it. And then this week, I had like a pasta with the cheese sauce, and I got a headache from that too. So I think I'm I'm on my way to cutting out meat products. We're in week three. Our, our animal products. Week three of our meatless home-cooked meals. Mm-hmm. You guys know Joy's been talking about food and having adverse reactions for the longest of time right and she's finally said you know what i'm done i've had it so for the last three weeks we have not prepared any meals at home that have had meat in them a lot of salads but sweet potatoes salad kale salads yeah sweet potatoes rice interesting combinations of food but surprisingly as a meat lover i've had no problem adapting to this new style now i do have meat on the weekends or if, I, if I'm craving right. it. But even just yesterday, I had a pizza and I was with my friend and he was like, oh, I, I want, you know, like a meat lover's pizza or something like that. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I just wanted, I really just wanted a margarita pizza, tomato, basil, mozzarella right. cheese, and that would have been good. And I could, eat, I could even got a vegetarian pizza yeah. and been fine. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> What's what happening? the hell is happening right now? I had a, I had a, a turkey, a turkey kale yeah. sandwich from Panera 
and it just didn't sit the right way. I was like, what is going on? I love meat, but I don't know. I guess this is just what's happening. I love the idea of meat. The slow of transition. The bacon, the steak. You know, like, I... I there's no replacing uh, bacon. No, there's no replacing bacon. If there's vegetarian bacon out there and it tastes like bacon, please mail it to me. And if it's $20, I'll buy it. No, there's no replacing it, but also I think it's... I think that there's no replacement for how eating a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet makes you feel. You genuinely feel better. And I think it's just that subconscious part of you knows that like, okay, if I'm eating this meat and I've been feeling good not eating it and I'm going to reintroduce it, I might not be, I, I might not feel as good as I've been feeling. I think it's that thing. Yeah. It's just like think subconsciously. And also, I mean, a plant-based diet is the way to go i don't know if i'm gonna be able to ever be full-on plant-based like this rice is made out of like spinach and <laughs> and nuts like I, I don't know that might be hard but i i just think that there's something to be said about eating things that grow naturally what's that nice, aren't processed what i've enjoyed is when i was eating lunch i'm telling i'm telling my colleagues about it that i don't know how the hell you're doing this i said what's nice is I'm eating my salad. I can tell you every single ingredient that's in the salad, mm. even the dressing. All the recipes come with their homemade dressing. Right. So you just feel nice. Like, okay, there's no confusion. Like, right. This is what I'm eating. Mm. And it's forced us to make a lot more meals at home. Yeah. Because it's hard to find yeah. vegetarian options. Well, you don't know places. what you're putting in your body still because I think even these restaurants, I mean, to – protect their bottom line they the food has to have some preservatives in it right like you see how fast that basil went went out basil we bought last week was like brown but, but like but rest, know, restaurants have standards. i wouldn't say that all restaurants have preservatives i disagree with that i think if you're looking at larger bigger scale restaurants with these small mom and pops I but it just might that. be something as simple as they don't make their own dressing right and then the dressing they use so everything else can be ha fine but then the dressing they use has something in it so, and it still might be vegan, but then it maybe has something else in it that's not as digestible, whatever. So, I'm just saying that it's just, it's it's nice to make your own You're, you're diving in, just, whoo, overthinking it, overthinking I'm it, overthinking it. I'm not overthinking it. I was just giving an example, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. I feel better. Um, my energy's good. My, my weight feels good. My body feels more comfortable to be in, in general. Like, I don't feel lethargic at all. Like, have you felt lethargic? I haven't felt lethargic. I was sleepy. I am hungrier way more, though. Yeah. Like, every two hours, I need something in my stomach. Like, yo, I'm hungry. But there are things to eat. Like, and I think that's the other thing, because you didn't eat the other day, and you were like, I have a headache. Remember? I didn't have, what did I eat? You, I don't know what you didn't eat. You just didn't. I just had no. I, I had. I just had lunch. I think I didn't have my breakfast. Something happened. Yeah, there you have to do missing. the steps. That's the thing. Because if you are eating this way, you have to eat at least probably five to six times a day. And they don't have to be like full blown meals, but it's just like a healthy snack here, a healthy snack there. Like grab a banana, some nuts. I'm not a big. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been a big fan of just grab fruit and eat it. I don't know why. I just I don't like the concept. But for someone who's a, a super meat lover. It has not been as bad as I thought it would be. And I can see slowly but surely transitioning to a full vegetarian diet at some point. Yeah. I'm not rushing that. No. I don't plan on – actually, I shouldn't say a full vegetarian diet. And I'm sure there's like all the diehards, vegan vegetarians are going to be like, no, well, did you have this, this? Like, don't come for my life. I'm, no. I'm, I'm new for I, this. So, I don't need to so overthink this. So cut all, cut all your shit out before you even start. Just know I'm going to eat more vegetables <laughs> and I'm going to eat some seafood. But I can see myself transitioning out of, out of meat. So whatever that diet consists of, 
that's where I'm going. So you can save all your negative ass comments. Well, you she need to do shut the hell up. Why are you so defensive? Because I can I can see it. Yeah, I, LA nobody people. has even said it. What if they're just like no, well, LA it's people? LA people. <laughs> it's just LA people. Well, did you You're have this? LA if you didn't have that, well, <laughs> you know how it happens. So I just have to shut the shit down before it starts. Yes. Yes, I do. All right, fine. You want to know what else people are getting defensive about? Get out. Yo. Must see so movie. So good. Must see movie. Joy and I had a date night. Yes. I remember seeing the trailer to Get Out a while Months ago. Months ago. And I'm like, what the hell? It made no sense. I'm like, what is this? What kind of movie Who's is this? Who's even going to watch this? I think I even had that thought. Like, what is this? I, even? I don't even know it. Yeah. I didn't get it. I'm like, what is? I thought it was fake. What is happening? Yeah. And then you started to slowly see it, and the press got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And a few of our friends had went to the advanced screening, and I like, must see yeah. brilliant movie. I'm okay. What is this about? Right. So we cleared the night. The buzz made me really want to see it. Set a date night and went yeah. out. And all I can say is, you absolutely have to watch it. We went to Yogurt Land afterwards, and there's a black gentleman that we were talking to, and I he summed it up perfectly. He said, "It's everything that you've experienced as a black man put on film." Yeah. Like, that's just what it was. Your daily interactions in this world were just put on film. Right. And it was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to see it again, like, and again and again, because I think there's things that there that you could have missed or that we could have missed just simply because here's the thing. And I, we're going to. We're, we're going to try not to spoil it. Stop listening if you haven't watched it. Yes. This is your time. If you have yes, not listened, you can cut listening. off the show. We're cut off the show. Mild spoiler alerts ahead. We will try not to like reveal the entire plot because I think that I don't want to. Because I was shocked a little bit. You were definitely don't say a, lot a little of it. bit. Hell, I didn't you were definitely see, shocked. If you know anything about me and watching movies, reading books, uh, watching television shows, I pretty much can figure the twist out most of the time. So I, the way I watch movies is to see if I'm going to be right. That's not even fun. I like talking about I mean, how is, is that fun? It's fun for me too. It's just how my brain Let's works. Let's see if I can ruin the movie. Confirmed. <laughs> That's whack. I don't ruin it. My brain automatically does it. I'm like, okay, so-and-so's the killer. Uh, this person's going to die. And and this person was never this person. And this person was never dead. Go. And I watch the movie. And lo and behold, like that's what happens. And I'm like, okay, yes, I got it. But this movie, I think I was still trying to figure out what the heck I was watching. Like, I didn't really understand what it was still. And the twists and turns that the movie provided was just, were exhilarating, to say the least. Well, what, it, what I enjoy... Excellent acting, really. <laughs> what I enjoy most about it, and I'm going to do my very best not to spoil it even at all, is the microaggressions that black people talk about on all a the time. regular basis. Like, everything Every day walking, Everything yeah. that you experience. It's just the, the tiny microaggressions. And there's one scene where he's the only black person yeah. amongst a crowd of, of white yeah. people. It's like a, so a, kind of a give picnic, you, yeah, but to a get-together. You know, here he is, a, is a black man. He's dating a, a white girl. Uh-huh. And they were going to spend the weekend with right. her family. Uh-huh. And so there's this scene. Invite the family over. And he's the only one. And all of her family who was at this get-together 
tried to start the conversation with something that either being really direct about him being black or trying to avoid him being black, but like trying to relate, like, let's talk about like even. okay. so, for example, this doesn't really spoil anything when they're going to go see the parents. She's like, oh, no, 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 they're not racist. But my dad's probably going to bring up Obama like a lot. She's like he would would have elected him for a third term if it were up to him. So then, you know. Fast forward to him at the house, and he's walking around with the dad. The dad's showing them their property. And he goes, yeah, I would have elected Obama for a third term. Like, it's just, it's that. It, it's the, the constant. Over and over and over It's again. the constant repeating theme. It's like, okay, well, this is a black person. Let me find a way to connect with the black person. Okay, right. President Obama. Right. Okay, sports. Okay, is it, no, yeah. just have a conversation. Right. You know, you're white, I'm black. We both see that. We don't have to find some common ground. Well, we're here enjoying the day. Oh, hey, you're so-and-so's boyfriend. Pleasure to meet you. How did you guys meet? Right. Oh, we met here. It's going on. Something normal. Oh, the conversation (laughs) starts and it turns. Well, what's your opinion on? Okay, great. We have no problem. But it's always, every time, even the small little things with the handshake, you're going around, you're shaking people's hands, they shake your hand, and then there's that one guy who wants to give you a dab. Bro, this is not even even normal. What are you doing? Just shake my hand. You don't have to try to embrace the culture or find a a common ground. Like, okay, well, now that we, now that I've established that I know that you're black and I'm white, but I'm just gonna reach across this fence. Try not to make it awkward, but just know that you know I got you. I'm yeah, looking out right, for you. Like, like I'm down. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Stop. It's yeah. not even you. Stop it. Another interesting theme, without spoiling too much, was cultural appropriation, where blackness is okay in some circumstances, but like not the real black experience. Like we're okay when it comes to our physical strength or, I mean, really kind of boiled down to that, right? Like yeah. like the physical, the physical strength, component. The physical, a physical aspect. aspect of being black was like praised, but not literally anything else. Like, and your lens is okay, too. Like, the way you see the world, like, that's fine, too. But nothing else. Nothing else. Like, your artistic view, if, if you will. So, like, your artistry and your physical capabilities, and that's it. Everything else has to, like, go. I don't know. I just thought that that was very interesting. There were several things. I, I'm looking forward to reading the many articles that come out in the coming weeks because I'm sure somebody is going to watch that movie 10 times and break down every single, single nugget. Yeah. The biggest takeaway from the movie is these are the experiences of black people yeah. everywhere. Right. And this is what it looks like from our perspective. Right. And it's our point of view on film. Mm-hmm. And if you're, to me, you can't fully enjoy the movie unless you've lived the black experience. If you're not right. a black person, you can't get everything out of the movie because certain elements but just don't relate to you. But there's still something. There's still something to grab. To, yes. I'm not saying that. But if I left out of there like, man, all the little moments, even the interactions with his best friend. Yes. Uh, the, there's small best, little nuggets. They even captured black male friendship. Yes. I really enjoyed that aspect I was, of it. I was like, yeah, I've been that friend. I have friends who have been like that to yeah. me in certain situations. Yeah. So it was every little experience yeah. I was able to relate to. And I don't mm-hmm. think you're fully able to grasp that, but it's a movie for everyone. Yeah. And there's comments out there saying that this is an anti-white movie this is racist again people no. using that word don't even understand what the hell it means like it's not an anti-white movie it is a welcome to the perspective of a black person right just because you That's offer it. a differing view does not mean you're anti 
Right. That is a, a common confusion with our society. It's like, oh, you're against the traditional standard white norm? That means you are anti-X. No, we're not well, anti-X. We see the world differently. Our experience exactly. is different, so we're providing you a differing viewpoint. Now, you may not like it. You may not agree with it, but don't say I'm anti-white. I'm not anti-white. I just think because anything that vilifies a white person is inherently anti-white, but it's interesting because any person of color can tell you that they are often vilified. And it's not even that I have an issue with being vilified sometimes, but it's like the black person can't always be the bad guy can't. or like always the person who dies first or like, you know, always the person who can't be trusted. That's just, we got to stop that at some point. If it were equal opportunity across the board, no one would complain. But then white people are the bad guy once. And it's like, oh, it's anti-white. Yeah, like, no. It's, it's like, not. you just, it's like, it's equal opportunity. You get to be the bad guy for once. Like, here like, it is. This is yeah. what it looked like. It's, it's a brilliant film. I do want to watch it again. It, it was just nice to see. Films it's like wonderful. that don't get made. No. You just don't see... You don't see films like that. And, yeah. the, and Jordan Peele in the interview said, like, I didn't know it was going to get made. Yeah. I wrote it, but I had no idea that this was actually going to get made. And then it got made and then put out there for the world to see. Yeah. I can imagine if you're Jordan Peele watching that, like, shit. Well, and he like, said when he was directing, he was calling, he's like, the best days were like the most creative and awesome thing. And he's like, in the worst days, he was on the phone with his wife, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that that's awesome, too, that the, the honesty there. It's like, you know what? I did this thing. It was bigger than me. And that's that's what it is, that he's not some, like, mad genius or whatever. He, he found a way to bring something that we all experience the daily to, experience. to light in the genre of horror. And mixed with some comedy. But still make it funny. Yeah. And that was the thing. There, <laughs> black folks are in the movie theater it's only laughing funny about if you're black, part, though. Yeah, laughing it's at not funny point. if you're not black. You're it, like, why are you laughing? Because that shit is funny. I think you're appalled if you're not black. I, if I'm If I'm being honest, because, yeah, you're because you don't understand. You don't get it. But there is hilarity in in the microaggressions like yes it can be hurtful but like sometimes like, here we go again exactly it's just like and you you recognize it surprise even him, where he's trying to rein it and he's like all right let me just not react right now like this is just i'm gonna get through this and then there is another point in the film but you've seen this in the previews where he sees another black guy at the the bar the barbecue or what it's not a barbecue it's a picnic what is it a get together yes what were they even eating anything I think they had hors d'oeuvres. Oh, okay. Gosh. Set in the background. We don't go to parties with hors d'oeuvres. Our no. engagement party was an hors d'oeuvre party, and I think my side Cookouts. of the family was confused. Yeah. <laughs> what? what is this? Where was the food? <laughs> you know appetizers. Appetizers. Yeah, so, but he goes to, like, you know, kind of fist bump, like, give him dab real quick, and the guy shakes his, his fist. Like, and he's, he's like, oh, I'm so happy to see another black guy here. And he's like, ah. And he was uh, and it's like, huh? uh, and then you later find out why he did that right. in the film, and you're like, oh, but haven't you had that moment before where you try to have a I'm black and you're black too, like brother sister moment? The nod, right? Even the nod, right? Back, but back it's to the nod. not reciprocated, yes. and you're like, you're confused about it. And I mean, and for those of you who don't know, and I, I don't know, I'm sure other cultures do this too, but because when you are a minority. When you see somebody else who is a minority, you acknowledge them. And somebody specifically who is your, you know, in your branch of minority, right? So if I see another black person on the street and we're surrounded by a bunch of white people, I'm going to say, what's up? Hi. 
or just give you the nod or, you know, just whatever. Or sometimes when like, let's say there's two black people and you're like at a summit or whatever, or a barbecue, you might give them like, you know, just a little bit of something, something. You are not alone. Yeah. Just something that's like, Hey, I'm down. You're down to like, yo, 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 what's up? And then like, it's just a quick little exchange. Right. But when it's not reciprocated, I feel some type of way every time. I don't know if I feel so. – I'm confused. Exactly. So you yeah. feel some type of way. Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying I'm upset. I'm, huh? I'm confused. Maybe yeah, you just I'm didn't confused. see me or you – We had that discussion in college. When I was a black student union president, we talked about the nod, right. and I used to get really upset. We were at, There was 10 of us on campus. Yeah. If you see me, there needs to be an acknowledgement that you see me. Say what's up. So to yeah. walk by me as if I don't right. exist – I don't get well, because it. But I think then it was interesting, too, because people would say, oh, I wasn't raised on the night. I'm like, how are you not raised? Like, what do you mean you well, weren't raised on the Well, because there are, the, like, the, if you were, let's say you're a biracial person and you weren't raised by your black parent, you only have your white parent. Maybe there's, like, something that you don't pick up or your Mexican parent, whatever. Biracial doesn't mean you're necessarily black or white. But I'm just saying. But I feel like my parents didn't <laughs> teach me the night. It was something that I was, was that for I sure taught the nod because I was like, I don't my rem- dad knows everybody. Yeah, like, but I, I don't <laughs> remember having the conversation of like, this is the acknowledgement of. I think I used oh, to I just do. see it, and then I was like, okay, this is what you do. But I don't remember ever saying, okay, well, son, this is what you need to do if you see. I I don't remember ever having. Mine was more like, hey, dad, why do you say hi to everybody? Like, how do you know well, that's everyone? That's naturally inquisitive yeah. ass. Yeah, exactly. And but then he was like, you know, when you see another black people, you acknowledge that you're here, like you're in the same place because there aren't as many of us. Like, it's nice to be acknowledged in a positive way because oftentimes, like, if you're in the store, right? Your acknowledgement isn't positive. It's like, there's this black person here. They may steal from me. Or like, what is this black person doing here? And when you see another black person, it's, it's an opportunity for love and acceptance is really what it and is. And a sigh of relief. Right. <laughs> Depending exactly. on the like, scenario. You know what? I see you. You're here. I accept you. I love you. I recognize you. I am you. We are one. Ugh. That's all That's all the nod is. <laughs> all those things. Blackish did a great episode yeah. on the nod. I forget which season it was. I'm sure you can find it on Hulu, YouTube. It was a good, good segment about that. But this yeah. is, I mean, essentially, that's you know what the movie, that one part talks about the nine. Yeah. But in, in in closing, it was a very, <laughs> very good movie yeah. that I encourage all of you guys to go see. It is a great conversation starter. It yeah. opens your eyes to different things. I would love to actually have a conversation with someone who's not black to get their true opinion on the film. Right, and that's because I'm sure th- what they saw. Or what they receive is completely different than my perspective. So I would be interested to say, well, what did you think in this part? Because it's our reality. Like it what is. we see is like a reflection of what we experience. Whereas but somebody who's other would see is like, what the heck is this? Like this the, isn't how things and are. And that's not necessarily us. Right. Allison Williams said, that's the lead actress. She said, I'm excited for people to see this movie. And I want them to question if things made them uncomfortable, why? Like, why are you uncomfortable about this? What upset you and why did it upset you? And I, th- I think it's a great conversation. Time. It is. It's a great conversation. Yeah. Time. It is a great dinner conversation. Like, man, let's talk about this. Yes. Hats off to Jordan Peele, the entire cast. It is a must watch. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear about it and talk about it all week long. So just do yourself a favor and go watch the film. Yeah. Get out. 
And I'm now. actually glad that they named it that because I found myself saying, get out, get out. It's <laughs> like, bro, what the hell are you doing? Get out. He did do something that was untraditionally yeah, black. He did something and we all, like and no I, black person. Ever in the history. And yeah. I was the black, I don't talk in movies, but I was the dude like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> I we had were, to, I had to yes. say something. Our theater was a little chatty. It was it hilarious. Chatty. People yeah, clapping. Like, oh my god. That. Yeah. I love Los Angeles. Yes. My heart is full. Yes. Get, <laughs> get out. Get your ass out yes. the couch. Yes. Get out. Get your ass out the house <laughs> and go watch Get Out. You yes. will not be disappointed. You won't regret it. Go see it and let us know how you like it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and of course share it with your friends. And let's keep the conversation going online. Head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.